welcome to the True Face Podcast. True Face Podcast. And today is from our new office. Yes. yes. Very nice. So the sound quality may be a little off because we haven't done everything we need to <laughs> yeah, do. We, to, we're we a little makeshift. Makeshift studio you here. Forgive us. You want to come to our office. Yes. If you're in Toronto, <laughs> get in a car and come to our office. Well, I mean, they just lost to the Cavs, so that's sad. So they want to <laughs> that is. They need, yeah. they they need just some need consolation. Yeah. Wow. And where were you guys last week? I was here for a podcast, and I don't think it came off. Where were we? I don't know. Were uh, we in Georgia? Georgia. That's where we were. Oh, right. Was it? Well, that was a fine, Was that last fun. week? Um, it, was, it was like last, last weekend. weekend. The weekend yeah. before this weekend. Yeah. Wow. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It seems like a month ago. What yeah. a beautiful time that was. Yeah. That, that was, was a great time. Great response. My Bad gosh. flight home. Tiring flight home. Yeah. Tiring Ooh. flight. Great kayak ride for David. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. When, uh, you got to uh, visit the Noceums. They came and they came yeah. and saw me. They, 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 I they, didn't <laughs> see them, but they saw me. Wow. And they greeted me by biting me as uh, many times as they could. Yeah. They were. Why do they call them that? I guess because you can't see them. I mean, so. what do they do? Are you, are they? They're, I think they're like gnats. They're like little tiny gnats. And they bore into your they skin. They bore into your skin, and they'll actually lay eggs in the human skin. Oh, nice. That's what you came Very for. Very nice. That's I'd like to hear that. I don't that. think I have any Kind of like flying ticks yeah. or yeah, something. Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Is that why I got stopped on the way in by the uh, TSA? They're like, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we see wow. those. No, CMs. Wow. So we are continuing Fresh and Favorites. Um what there is no there's no singing for fresh well, and favorites or does like that come I, at the I end? I didn't pace myself fresh by singing or favorite <laughs> golden <laughs> golden edition. We're gonna get some resonance in this room. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. it's just all echoes. We're sorry. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> it's not. He's gotten us again. Toronto folks, anybody, come Albania. If you're from Albania, That's come visit you. this office. <laughs> so Philippians two, twelve, thirteen. I'll read that. How about how about we do that? That'd be great. Out of the ESV. So, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Wow. So why is this, for many people, a scary verse, Mm. a boogeyman Verse when work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's because of the readers. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay, so uh, it, it's, it's, what is this? Uh, part of part of it is because when you have that mindset that sin management is your way of becoming godly then you get in touch with the awesome, oh my gosh, the awesomeness of salvation, and I have to work at it. And, the, and so their mindset is, I am in fear and trembling because the responsibility is more than I can handle. And, and that's where their mindset is. So who it's, can live that way? Nobody. Doesn't the cognitive dissonance just shut you down and put you on the wayside? It does. It, you, you, oh. live, you live a discouraged life in hope that the gospel works as long as you do your part. Ooh, I was there. I, I know this. Place. Now, they just finished these verses in Philippians 2, and they've seen that Jesus has been working out their salvation. Exactly. To the point of death. And now what are they discovering? Oh, shoot, I, I've got to work really hard now to finish 
what apparently was already finished. Why do we think like that? Paul, Paul does an interesting thing. He addresses them as obedient ones. I, I think they lose track of that dynamic. If I'm an obedient one, it's because I'm a trusting one. And he says, those of you who are the obedient ones, he says, you have always obeyed. Well, wait, then there's got to be something unique about me. If I'm able to obey, we've gone through this many times. If I'm able to obey, then trust is my reality. And if trust is my reality, then effort cannot be my my answer. But it becomes their answer because that phrase is what bothers them. And as you said earlier today, Bruce, just that, that verse 13 is a reminder to the obedient ones how it all works. This is, this is how it all works. What does it say? It says, for it is God who works in you, <laughs> both to will and to do for his good pleasure. In other words, his purposes in you are designed by him. Mm-hmm. And if you are the obedient ones, you're the trusting of God ones. Mm-hmm. Therefore, working out your own salvation has got to be something different than an effort on my tar- part to become godly. Mm-hmm. It just has to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if what he's saying here is be in awe mm-hmm. of the salvation that you have. Be in awe of it every day because it's pretty awesome. Well, be, be in awe because there's someone who is so powerful that he can both will and work for his good pleasure to make you into who he wants you in to. you. You be never free of being stunned by right. that. That's it. And as we say sometimes, um, the one that you fear the most is the one you will trust. And that fear is a, is a fear of the dignity and the awesomeness of what Christ has accomplished in the first verses of Philippians 2. It's almost uh, like a parallel verse to Ephesians 4 when it talks about, so live a life that's worthy of what you see Jesus has already accomplished. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting. I always think about, I always take it to worship that why would I worship if I'm able to do it? Yeah. But, yeah. but, but this fear and trembling yeah. is that sense that sometimes we yeah. have in worship where this awesome sense of you are powerful and beautiful beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. I can't conceive of, of anything I can do that is like you in that way. And you are in me. Oh, God, I cry out in yeah. delight and worship and awe. And, and I want to live this life. Yes. Part of it is, I think he's saying to us, work out your own salvation. In other words, pause and ponder this reality. What is that God has really done in you? Mm-hmm. What, is, what has he really done in you? Can you work that out? It's not an effort to become godly. It's the result of an awesome reality of what is true about me because I'm saved. Well, and, and, and if I'm really believing that I am who God says I am, then I can pause and I can be in awe of that. So that's what I'm working out. Yeah. That's what I'm working right. out yeah. is God. Exactly. Yeah. My, you have done this. Right. And, and how does that look? What does that look like? I still have effort. I still work hard. Yeah. I still do all this. But you're the one who's willing to do. Exactly. That's what, that's what I think he's saying when he says work it out. It's not like work on it to become something. Figure this out. No, Isn't this just yeah. amazing? 
Can you work that out? If you could pause in the middle of what you believe and just go, oh, God, really? You did this? That's good. I think that's the irony, too, uh, that he uses the word work, and he says, so you work it out. And then then the very same sentence, he says, actually, it's God who works (laughs) in you. Just in case you were thinking that was part of the work out. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. And I think that's why later, and maybe four or five verses later, he says, so you can be glad. And rejoice. You, yeah. you don't have to go through life with this heavy burden because oh, it's God who works in you. How many are carrying this bag up yeah. that hill? Yeah. How, how many? Because you need it. In other words, a verse like this is something you need to justify your effort of becoming godly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have this verse because it's one you can then say, look, it says in the Bible, it's my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Bruce. It's my job. Wait. In the context of God working? What's, what's my job? Yeah. So the thing that strikes me about all this is he says, therefore, my beloved, but you can never believe your beloved unless you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, which, again, is, is how we're reading this verse wrong. <laughs> if he's saying yeah. you are my beloved already, yeah. and then it's, oh, well, but you only get to keep that if... So yeah. maybe maybe like yeah, and so that's it's just this this second of it's it's not only like do I do or does he do it, but who am I already, well, and well, well what said, do I get well to said. experience? Yeah. And I'm just man, that's I wouldn't have picked up on that two years ago, but that's just as important. I am already beloved. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no conditional yeah. belovedness. I hadn't thought about that, David. That's a great insight because that's who they are to Paul. Yes. Paul said, I know who you are. I know who you are. You're the beloved ones. You are the beloved ones. Wow. Wow. And the beloved ones are those who obey. Why? Because they trust God. Well, that is a great encouragement, uh, this particular part of Philippians 2. And uh, we, we hope that you can live in the joy and the freedom and the exhilaration of this gospel. See you next week. Bye, you guys.